Whoa, what's... More feathers. More feathers, okay. She's going to be very angelic, right? Exactly, exactly. There we go. This looks so comical. <laughs> the Blue Ninja Turtle. Stop. Don't say that. Stop. Stop. Voice of a 12-year-old teeny bopper. Hello, listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Nayland. Yes, finally. So welcome <laughs> back, Nayland. <laughs> You're here for the makeup test. <laughs> yes, this is our uh, our makeup episode entitled Fashion Gaminatrix. So mm-hmm. um, we're here to be, I guess, kick-ass podcasters and run a roundhouse fight yes. our way through this very mm-hmm. special episode so we are gonna haul this sack over the finish line <laughs> this cotton um, sack filled with a lot of <laughs> uh you know uh whipped up drama i don't know there's mm-hmm. always like drama to these things i i do have a uh a kind of shocking bit of news before we get started uh, yes um you know uh I work at the International Center of Photography. Yes, you do. Currently located in Midtown. Yeah. Um, and uh, my local comic book shop that I that I go to all the time is Midtown Comics. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Midtown Comics. Mm-hmm. They are not a sponsor of this um, this podcast, yes. but they are a fine institution. And they are located um, directly across the street from the former um, location of. Uh, the Parsons Design School mm-hmm. that used to host um, Project Runway and, and host the workroom. Um, it's been a construction site for a while. The building was torn down about five years ago, maybe. Hmm. May, may, that might be a, a bit much, but it was torn down a while ago. It's been sort of an empty lot, and mm-hmm. now construction is proceeding there, and they finally put up the signage for what's going in the place of our beloved workroom and home of Tim Gunn. Oh no. And, and is it good or bad? What, what, what is going there? Is it still going to be associated with the new school or? Uh, (laughs) if it is, then it's, then they're doing an interesting pivot. (laughs) It is going to be a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville resort. No, wait, so what? parrot time, like all you parrot heads are going to be able to uh, kick back and have your pina coladas. Wow. So is it, so it's going to be a theme restaurant? Yes, but it's. Me like a restaurant, but a theme type tourist trap kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be, it's, that's, they're billing it as margaritaville resort so i don't know if that's actually means that there's going to be more to it than uh-huh. just the restaurant but um wow yeah if you're if you were hungry for overpriced popcorn shrimp <laughs> you, this you, is your place to go you don't have to go all the way to Times square for bubba gump shrimp you can that's right spend your time at the jimmy buffett margaritaville mm-hmm. resort mm-hmm man i love a resort in the middle of new york city how about that yeah 
But I thought you were going to say that they were taking down Midtown Comics. <laughs> no, no, no. But Midtown Comics is going to overlook the Margaritaville, so which I'm sure sh- will be thrilling for all of the staffers there oh, who yeah. already have enough to deal with. It's where they're going to take their employee uh, trips. They're going to have their their retreats there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's very economical and mm-hmm. makes quite a bit of sense. <laughs> Step across yeah. the street to Margaritaville. Salt that rim. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So this is this has to be a destination. Um, there has to be a plaque there that says, you know, what once stood here was um, Parsons, the new school for design, mm-hmm. aka uh, Project Runway, Bravo point or one point bravo one one point i I get it you know i'm old school activist so i think we should really (laughs) stage a sit-in and just yell shame 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 at anybody we see in a hawaiian shirt (laughs) yeah i they're wearing white pants yeah especially if they're wearing white white pants but we can also kind of maybe judge them and say actually you're on trend but still (laughs) <laughs> how dare you you know you ought to be ashamed of yourself because you're inside Too costume <laughs> please go someplace else costume. <laughs> just come on <laughs> pull a nina it's like i love the pants but the pants mm. are too Mm-mm. tacky i don't get it i it's not my kind of kitsch yeah yeah oh man um so, speaking of too costume mm-hmm we get into it oh yeah yeah let's definitely get into this uh particular episode here um and also before we go to talk about two costume so so listeners just so that you guys aren't confused about what's happening right now so we're 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 going back to episode six um of project runway two point bravo mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then the next episode patricia silva and i will still be talking about um the most current episode that talks about um Elton John. So I love Elton John. So get ready for that, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. But we also might have to bring up that episode in um, during during this one in particular. Um, and, and that will become apparent as we continue our chat. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important for you, Neil, in particular, because of your bracket, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so let's <laughs> get into this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So... Um, we start off with the designers um, mm-hmm. on the runway and uh, we start to hear some kind of like vintage Nintendo sounds mm-hmm. and it just brings, you know, screams of joy from some of the designers and in, in, in particular Tessa. And so they're just kind of screaming, screaming, screaming. And on the scrim is video game Carly. She just shoots mm-hmm. down from the top. And it's just kind of jaw dropping and really kind of uh, vintage animation as well. Mm-hmm. And so, so we have Carly behind with her her superhero ponytail, and she whips it around, comes on out, and she's like, "Yeah, guys, listen, this challenge is going to be about embracing fashion and technology." And then she introduces three women at the top mm-hmm. of the video game industry currently. And uh, we have Robin Haneke, I think, Haneke, mm-hmm. who is uh, one of the lead designers on the, fr- the Sims franchise and the t- one of the top 10 most influential people in games. Um, we have Mitu Kandakar, who is an indie gamer 
and also a PhD in virtual reality game design at NYU. Right. Teaches at teaches at the NYU Game Lab, yeah. where um, some of our faculty for the ICP Bard program have also come from. Yep, yep. Um, and then we have uh, Nina Freeman, mm-hmm. who was on of the Forbes list of the most influential game industry figures. So we hear more about them from them. So Carly introduces them at first, and then they each go into a little bit more about the backgrounds. But essentially just talking about how passionate they are about games, why they got into games, and bringing up this idea of representation, inclusivity, and particularly representing women in mm-hmm. in game design and people of color, queer people, and just trying to basically make remake an industry that would attract people who are also, um, you know, just you know, what would make basically really, really cool games, but making gaming more accessible and, and more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're all just yeah. pr- pretty amazing. And I mean, I, I, I should say that, um, you know, this episode is obviously shot in against the backdrop of um, what we have uh, come to call Gamergate. Right. Um, which is a, um, a sort of, online um uh battle between uh uh sort of neoconservative game fans mm-hmm. and um and uh independent game designers particularly around these issues of representation um and and uh this um and and the sort of the tactics and and um uh sort of pernicious harassment that grew out of um, this event really laid the groundwork for a lot of the online political um, harassment and activity Mm -hmm. that we saw during the 2016 election. Yes. So there's the under the undercurrent of this is a kind of, um, uh, you know, attempt to talk about female empowerment. Mm hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, a sort of general social diversity in this field. Yeah. And that's something that I, 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 and I, yeah, I, I, I would love to talk about this because I thought throughout this entire episode, they did a wonderful job of incorporating, um, like just in particular women who are doing coding, but, um, also animation, not necessarily game design, but this technical aspect of, you know, an industry that um, is typically cisgendered male and mm-hmm. typically white, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I thought this was a, I don't know, I was very impressed with the sensibility of this challenge and throughout how they're getting very contemporary. Um, and in, in a sense, it was kind of like an, an apolitical gesture, but still you kind of knew what they were talking about. Well, I mean, here's the thing. They um, they they have all of the pieces there to um, make it a really interesting um, challenge. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of muck it up in in classic um, <laughs> Project Runway uh, um, fashion. So we can we can get yeah, to that in yeah, a little bit. Definitely. Um, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, the impulse to 
think about it in this way was really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it kind of shows how it's very hard for this type of show, this, this sort of reality competition show to be able to both address a social issue, um, and also like provide the sort of dramatic beats that, that, um, are sort of standard fare for the, for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but, but I, I also want to point out that we'll, we'll see these women later because mm-hmm. we, so we introduced a challenge and the basis of it is that each designer have to, has to create their own video game character and mm-hmm. that showcases their character's story. And it has to be something that, um, uh, shows their abilities and also makes something that's functional yet fashionable, not right. too costumey. To right. bring that word up again. So they have to think about these fictional characters that are in these hyper fictional worlds um, mm-hmm. that have special powers, but they can't make it into a costume. It's a right. two day challenge. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then to get them into the group of things and to answer any questions, they get to go back to the workroom and consult with Robin, Me Too, and... Um, and I believe Nina is the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nina Freeman is another Nina. I have to get mm-hmm. her. I, I'm getting her mixed up with Nina. It's not the other Nina. It's this Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but what the, what they do first? Yeah. So they do this consulting with them, and then you know, then they get to go to mood later. So um, to, I would also say to tamp down on a drama for this episode, no one is switching up models, so no one gets to steal models. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a thing, I think. I think they they stopped this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. So they so let's go back to the workroom. And this is their time to sit with the three experts. Right. And um, you, you can kind of tell that all of them are very used to being facilitators because they're great on camera. Just have to point that out. Mm-hmm. And good in, you know, trying to lead the designers through something that could be particularly complicated, like coding. Um, mm-hmm. but we have, um, so, so Robin has a group where she talks to them a lot about narrative and, um, creating a character and, and kind of getting them, you know, some type of inspiration. We have Nina who compares coding to sewing. So she's trying to <laughs> relate to them. It's like, you know, sewing is kind of like coding. You mold and create the text and it translates into something that's very visual. And, uh, we have Me Too's group. Um, mm-hmm. as well. So I thought this was a really wonderful time to hear a little bit from the designers and what they're thinking. We do get some preliminary ideas mm-hmm. from them. Um, I wish we heard less from them, to be honest. Like, from I, the designers? And, uh, from from our designers. Okay. And, I, and I wish that they had actually picked... Um, it's great that they have like game creators and mm-hmm. coders there, mm-hmm. but I think it would have been uh, even better to uh, bring in um, character designers. Ooh, because um, because the whole thing about um, you know a character design in in animation and in video games is kind of about how do you express. Um, ideas about what the about the the character's story through their design mm-hmm. and yeah. and they have like a very different 
um, sense of it. But if you listen to like, you know, people who do character design for a living, it's like, what does it mean to use like a rounded form versus a versus a sharp form? Yeah, like, yeah. is this there? Like there are ways that they could have actually conceived of very different sorts of silhouettes by really thinking about what this said about the character. Mm-hmm. And that's a skill that the designers don't necessarily have access to mm-hmm. automatically and would have been a, like a really interesting piece of expertise um, yeah. to, you know, that, that I think would have been helpful for them. Yeah. Cause I think it, that, that probably, I don't know. I, I think about them even trying to make this connection with fashion and technology and, mm-hmm. and kind of like, well, you know, perhaps we don't really have to deal that much on the actual design of what they're doing in terms of their character, because you guys are designers, but that's a great point because it's something very different when you're thinking about a character and a narrative. And also when you're trying to put on top of them, Hey, deal in this fantasy land, but don't make it too fantasy. It's Mm -hmm. kind of confusing at the very beginning. It's like, we want you to have fun, but don't go crazy. But I'm like, but this is sort of about, going a little crazy when you're asking them to make up powers right well that's the thing it kind of turns it slides into a superhero challenge like everybody starts talking about like what's the power that their character has Mm -hmm. which is very different than asking like what's the quality that this person has right right are they are they sturdy are they speedy are they adventurous are they you know um are they nurturing are they and and how could different shapes um telegraph that uh you know in the in the garment Mm -hmm. and so instead it kind of turned like they all sort of fall into this thing about um uh it's like they're all superheroes they're all like oh you know she's this angel or she's this queen (laughs) or she's doing this yeah yeah you know and she leaps from here to here and so she has to have a jetpack and Mm -hmm. she does this and um it's it's like kind of doesn't um it it again it's like this classic project runway thing where it's like we are going to be judging you on this set of criteria. And even when we give you a different assignment, Mm -hmm. we're going to like still haul in the old criteria. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's interesting that a lot of them are informed by what they think they already know about video games. Mm -hmm. Cause I think this whole superhero venture kind of comes from thinking of what are your superpowers and blah, blah, blah. And this, this idea of it's just mortal Kombat slash, x-men or whatever and i think of like this idea of creating creating a character as a very um i don't know this is something that's very different when you think about an an indie game Mm -hmm. um universes because i yeah the one of the rare indie games that i've because i'm i am not i'm not very versed in in gaming i will say Mm -hmm. nalan you're very much more (laughs) Mm-hmm. an expert in this area and but I, I have a friend who I you know we're really good friends now but when I met her she was designing this independent game and introduced me to the side of, of indie games and there's this one beautiful game that she showed me that the there was just a woman who 
beautifully kind of floated through the desert. And the mm-hmm. idea was, I don't remember the idea. I'm going to make it up. See, the idea was go through this de- desert and then kind of, you know, dream over here in this corner, dream over there in that corner, mm-hmm. or look for a little patch where you can kind of, you know, meditate. I don't know, but it was a gorgeous yeah. game. And all this woman did in this little game was float around in a really long taupe tunic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really great. I, yeah. I, um, I am. I know that people who are listening to this are yelling at the screen right now, and I'm sort of. I think. I think the game was called Voyage. No, maybe I, I'm wrong about that. No, it wasn't Voyage. It's. I think I want to say it was Journey. Yes. Okay. Yes, go. it was Journey. Yes, because in yeah. my head I'm like, I know it starts with a J, and I'm trying to. I think it was Journey. Yeah, you're right. It is Journey. Does it sound it, and, okay? Good. I knew. I'm glad you knew what I was talking about. And and that's <laughs> a really interesting game because it doesn't have combat. Yeah, it none. And it's and it is about you actually sort of making contact um, with other people in a very um, uh, in in a in a very kind of um, way that doesn't allow for the usual types of online communication like mm-hmm. you can't there's no online chat you can make gestures towards the other person you can sort of help other people out mm-hmm. um, but there's but it is, it's not a conflict situation. Right, right. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, because I have to say that, um, and the listeners have heard me say this. I don't know if you've, if I've said this to your face, Nalan, mm-hmm. but I've been regretting having Leela on my, on my bracket. But I think with this particular episode, I, I really could relate to Leela in terms of her exposure to games because you know, when I played Journey, I, I really was like, so when do I get to kick? <laughs> when do I get to punch? Mm-hmm. When do I get to pick up the sand? Or when do I get to, you know, things like that. It, it really worked against a lot of my instincts or expectations of what it meant to play a game. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't been introduced to that, and for if I had to do this challenge, then I definitely would have come away with like, let's make a little Chun-Li or <laughs> Let's make mm-hmm. a Sonia, you know, or, or a storm. Um, yeah. Something that Leela came away with. She's like, well, I guess my girl has to have pants. And I was like, well, why? You know, this lady in journey was just flying around in a long tunic. R- really? Mm-hmm. Like a, like a, like a, yeah. Like a gown, just a sleep gown. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if, um, if, if, if I can talk about some of, some other aspects of this, but, um, for you, mm-hmm. and I think for some of our um, other listeners, if you're interested in looking at independent games, um, a really wonderful developer um, who uh, whose whose work I think is really fantastic is a group called Tale of Tales, hmm. um, and it's a it's it's two people. Um, they're based in Europe, and they have um, really interesting games that are about um very different kinds of experiences and very different um uh different sort of gameplay mechanics like one of my favorite games of theirs is a game called sunset Hmm. and basically uh sunset is a first person game where you play as um a woman who uh is cleaning the apartment of uh in in a in a a um 
a sort of fictional South American city. Hmm. And as you go through your routine of retidying the apartment on a regular basis, you start to learn things about the occupant of the apartment. Mm -hmm. And it starts to become this thing about like political engagement and who and who um, you find out who this person is and, and who you're cleaning for. And the, and and then the story starts to go in other directions as the political structures in the city um, start changing, mm-hmm. right? And the and a rebellion sort of develops, and uh, and you are playing as the sort of character that you do not normally um, see. Yeah. Right. In these sorts of situations, hmm. um, and they do they 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 do like really interesting kind of game experiences. Some of which are very simple. Um, and some of which are much more elaborate. But if you go to um, taleoftales.com, you can see their um, you can see their projects. Great, and, um, and most of their games are up there. Yeah, and I'm going to put that in the notes. I'm putting it in the notes right now. But mm-hmm. but Tale of Tales, T A L E of T A L E T A L E S. Yeah, T A L E S. Okay, great, great, nice. Great. Um, yeah, no. Um, so, so yeah. So yeah. So, I mean, we have this, um, this time with the, the designers, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I think we should just go to mood. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, let's go on into mood. We leave behind, um, our, our three industry experts and, um, they have $300 in 30 minutes to go through mood. Mm-hmm. So again, we get to see a little bit of what these designers are thinking since they've had their session with, um, uh, with their experts. They get a little bit of lecture from Christian Siriano as always, right. because he has to remind them that this is still a fashion challenge. No mm-hmm. costumes guys. Right. <laughs> so he lets them go. Um, wander through mood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they they all run around. We still uh, still no swatch. Yeah, um, I, in this season. Yeah, so far. I mean, okay, we, we we do get a swatch for from last episode, but still, at, at this moment, in my in my notes, that was the last thing I wrote. Like, where's swatch? Mm-hmm. Swatch hasn't come out yet. Yep. Um. But uh, but yeah. And and so like it's a mad rush to the neutrals for the most part like everybody's like picking up stuff that's like gray and Mm -hmm. black and Mm -hmm. sort of brown some metallic Um, some silvers you know yeah tessa has like a um uh tessa tells us about who her character is she goes it's um the miller's daughter uh my 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 dad's a miller I i mean it's me okay it's me so mm-hmm. my superhero is, is me. My my game person is going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's picking up the same colors that she always picks up. Um, right. Hammered wools in different colors of browns, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is very appropriate for what she's trying to do, which mm-hmm. is another apron, essentially. Um, yeah. Playing off of the, her very first look. So um, we have Jamal in the suit section. I don't know, I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I mean, 
uh, you know, I I know where this goes, and um, and you know, Jamal, God bless him, <laughs> is um his 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 activity in this episode does not inspire confidence. No, it it does not at all. Um, all neither does Rakan's actions. Um, what I what I really love is that um. Rakan is still demonstrating a lack of understanding of what the mm-hmm. judges are actually saying to him. Yes. And um, his interpretation of last week is that they want him to work outside the box, not that his fabric choices are cheap. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> so he's... <laughs> I mean, potato, potato. I mean, but just, but just saying, it's like out of work out of the box, meaning yeah. make good clothes. That's that's yeah. all. Exactly. Make very make wise choices. Think about the things that you're buying, and he keeps saying things like spandex and lycra. Yeah. And <laughs> well, you know, uh, there's a first time for everything, so sure. Oh yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. sure, go ahead and try something. You know, I mean, you got two days. What could go wrong? All right. Yeah. Out and it's outside of the box, as Rakan yes. understands it. Yeah. And it's not like he's getting red. He's getting Bordeaux. Because yeah. no 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 not red it's it's Bordeaux right everyone else is buying red he's buying Bordeaux Christian <laughs> is really like really doing his like support through bratting thing oh yeah he as is he nagging. wanders around mood yelling that all of the other colors that he really likes <laughs> like like there's all let's think about all of these other colors oh, that I can list yeah he's like what about green. I like mm-hmm. yellow. Come on. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Yellow? Because really it is quite interesting that the only colors everyone else are getting besides gray, black, and mm-hmm. um, Tessa's, you know, uh, earthy colors is red. Right. So, yeah. so Vinny, um, our good student here is Christian. She's like, let me go back and get some blue and get some white and also the feathers. Right. So we get to the counter and um, we have kind of like a, an opposite effect going on. Rakan is way, way under budget, which is, which is a red mm-hmm. flag to, to or Bordeaux, Bordeaux yes. colored flag. Then we have Vinny who is way over budget and Vinny is an accountant did not take into account. <laughs> literally didn't take yeah. into account um, how much his blue fabric was going to cost and decides to, I don't know what he gives up, but he doesn't give away any feathers. Yeah, to go no. under budget. So yeah, I don't. It's it's. I don't know what this look was going to be before he started like scaling it back. I but, mean, and we'll talk about this later. But think of what it would have been if he had kept his red. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, red for this. Yeah. All right, so. So they're going back to the workroom. And before they leave mm-hmm. Mood, Christian makes another announcement that they're going to work with a set of animators to bring their mm-hmm. sketches to life. So this has to be a two-day challenge, people, because they're doing so much on day one. Right. Um, so they head back in. They sit with their animators. And they get to talk with these women about interpreting their sketches and their ideas. And, you know, and we, and we have this moment as well to get a little bit of a backstory behind everyone's um, gaming character mm-hmm. in particular, Rakan who is uh, 
pulling from ancient Syrian history mm-hmm. for for his um his his game character. Um, her name is Zenubia, or I think Queen Zenubia, and she's fighting the Roman Empire and mm-hmm. and saving her people in the city. And I think it's perfectly fine. Yep. Um, to pull from ancient Syrian history, please. Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. Um, yeah, yeah. I love this, and we have Garo with his fashion editrix. Mm-hmm. And we also we have more from Leela, whose superpowers are her roundhouse kicks. <laughs> and then powerful, powerful kick, powerful roundhouse kicks. That's probably the only move that she knew on Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's fine. We have Renee with her sensitive, soft warrior, um, mm-hmm. where she's using pink to talk about the softness of her sensitive superhero warrior. I know. Um, I, 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 I just, I had to say, like, Renee, what? No, she's really? a, she's a warrior of, of, of the block club. She's like the super president of the block club on, on Halsey mm-hmm. Street in Philly. And and pink equals girly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> Renee, like, what are you wearing? Like, look at what you are wearing. Look like, what you've been making. Yeah, like, what, like, what is the deal here with this bizarre, um, uh, weird gender coding that you don't even seem to believe in? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, to me, I was trying to figure out whether or not this was some. Yeah, new thing that we're learning about Renee and about how she sees herself, but I really don't think so. It, it just kind of seems as if she she in a way she is embodying herself, but mm. almost like in a way I think I came away with thinking like Renee, if you want to wear pink, it's fine. Ren- right. Pink doesn't doesn't say that I'm you're weak or soft or anything. Like if you like pink, then wear pink, Renee. Go ahead, mm-hmm. put it in your next design, please. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she she really likes how close knit her block is, which is also something that I thought was very a very sweet and indie way of approaching like a a gaming character. Yeah. Um, but just really threw me off with this. Like, she doesn't want anyone to know just how sensitive and soft she is. I was like, why not? Yeah, I know. Why not? Strange. It's wonderful and strong. Um, we have Vinny, who whose uh, <laughs> um, character is. The actual Messiah, the savior yes. of the world. <laughs> she looks for people who are sick or in pain and then ends their life. Right. She kills them. Bring, brings them into a better place. Quote unquote. The vortex. Yes. Yeah. This she's, you know, this woman is basically killing the world. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's quote unquote saving them, but actually ending their lives and bringing them to heaven. Quote yeah. Unquote. And and we get to hear about mm-hmm. Fenny's like history in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, how you know he kind of doesn't doesn't miss it. Mm-mm. Nope, doesn't miss it. If he can't go, he streams it live. Mm-hmm. Um, he introduced a new term that I've never heard of, bedside Baptist. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's super super dedicated. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew at this moment. I'm like, I'm gonna have fun with Vinny for the rest of this time on Project Runway. Um, yeah, because so, so I mean, yeah, because my family, I would say half and half are Baptist and half are AME, African Methodist Episcopal. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being a bedside Baptist, I was like, that's very 21st century. 
Love you, Benny. Um, going to church online, it's wonderful. Um, well, and I, and also, let's just say, probably if you're brought up in that church and you kind of go when you can and don't go, you're not going to be online. You're not going to go on TV and say, like, mm, I don't catch it all the time. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, you know, there would be some family on the phone. Exactly. It's like, to, mm. you know, it's like, wait, wait. So you haven't been here for months and yeah. you're just not reading yeah. you're not are you praying when when yeah. was the last time you prayed it's like okay all right let, let me not have any of these conversations and save my mother lots mm-hmm. of lots of pain from you know the missionary society anyway mm-hmm. so <laughs> um yeah and and we do hear something from sonia as well because they're going around they're asking each other like so what's your thing what's your gamer quality blah blah and she has you know my my girl has the power to withdraw the sting of bad memories. And so yeah. we also, you know, uh yeah, get into a little is, bit of Sonia's background, but Yeah. But that, yeah. That is so clear. <laughs> like removing the sting of bad memories. Not abstract um, at all. No. No. Um yeah, Sonia's like, I'm making a gown. What story goes with gown? <laughs> introversion yeah um quietness mm-hmm. um withdrawal <laughs> like we yeah <laughs> yeah which is so wild for like when we get to when we do get like sonia's background mm-hmm. because like where's that sonia when is she gonna show up i know when she, she's a surfer Oh, she yeah. started off as a surf, a technical surf designer, which I thought, how perfect for this challenge. Yeah. Can we go back to that? Because she really did bring up some really wonderful points as to how she got into surf designing because yeah. she was like, hey, a lot of the, the board shorts were made for, for dudes. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were made for women did not have the same kind of like just um, practical capabilities. Right. Which I can relate to as a tennis player where it's yeah. hard to find shorts with pockets. Just yeah. something as simple as that. And so her coming up with, you know, this is this was, this was my contribution to another world that was dominated by cisgendered men mm-hmm. not thinking about women's bodies or our needs. And I, you know, that's what I did. And I got yeah. fired because I made a big stink. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And she's like, now I make gowns. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's a whole story right there, and it's like, uh, what are you doing here? So yeah, she's draping that on the form. She's draping that gown. We see glimpses of other stuff that people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear about we again. We hear about Layla, like a girl. Oh, she talks about like she has a girl who can like, um, who can summon the wind and cyclones and and all this stuff and i'm like Ugh. you mean like storm from the x-men exactly like like but a exactly boring version a superhero who's, those are her power yeah she's making a really boring version of storm and chun li yeah basically a combo of that so we basically she's yeah. like roundhouse kicks lightning and storms yeah. i'm just like oh my gosh really she's like yeah i had all these boy cousins growing up. i'm like who didn't it's like i played boy games with boy cousins and we did like boy things with with badass boy people. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just, I, I, <laughs> all right, Leela. It just, it, anyway, I, I yeah. was just very, very, 
uh, just so worried about her with this and her understanding and her how she's going to wrap her brain up, uh, around doing something that was actually interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Sebastian also is someone who's having a hard time wrapping his head around this challenge, mm-hmm. but but seems to be articulating as best as he can. So yeah. he's making a goddess of the moon um, who somehow gets put into the real world mm-hmm. and then then she has to figure out how to get a, through the real world by making her own code. So there's a game within a game. Right. And he's going to uh, embed the code or actually embroider it, I guess, onto her dress mm-hmm. to build the game of life. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, we have this weird incident with Bishmi and Tessa. Oh, my God. I don't know what was happening here. But Bish- Bishmi has a thing with hands and gloves that we'll see later. It's like boundaries. <laughs> boundaries are a thing that people have. Yeah. 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 And Jamal yeah, is but, us all in this in this scene here. Uh, yeah. And, J- yeah. Jamal is like, save me from the curse of heterosexuality. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> but I will say that, like, this is the clear evidence. This particular clip here shows us that Tessa is very hungry for touch. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like people were sort of complaining about like Tessa's thirsty edit on this pet on the, on the uh, Elton John show. But mm-hmm. like, here's the groundwork is being laid. Right. Like literally Tessa is like, wants some, some male attention. Yeah. And evidently Bishmi, having like gotten out of some bad protracted um, relationship in the past is mm-hmm. now ready to supply it. Yep. Yep. Um, you will talk about Tessa smelling what were clearly pheromones. <laughs> she was like, what was that smell? Did, she, did anyone else smell? I'm like, no Tessa, because you're sensing pheromones. It's a, it's a physiological thing. It's okay. Cause I, I mean, I will talk about it a little later. Tessa smith, a sniffing men. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> we, let's leave this like, this this moment yeah. um, uh, and then move through because Christian rolls out from underneath his work table in the back and comes on through and we get our first rounds of um, crits here. Yeah. Bishmi's making a Queen of Hearts dress, which means that the video game he's paying attention to is Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Or... Uh- um, he's embodying or predicted, you know, he's like making this crazy story about Cardi B and was like, I think, I think that Cardi <laughs> B will right. wear something like this, the Met Gala. Therefore, let's just preempt that. I mean, I can't, I, um, <laughs> like thoughts, nailings. Camp wrong. No, 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 no. Um, we we it, yeah so yeah. Much, so much wrong in that yeah yeah in that event but anyway um let's leave that aside we'll, we'll leave it aside let's let's talk about Bishmi so he's so mm-hmm. Queen of Hearts and based off of Kingdom Hearts right um I thought this was so obvious and we can talk about it later but um I I would say that. Christian clocks it immediately. Like he, Mm -hmm. Bishmi doesn't even have to tell him what it is. Right. 
um, which I think is all it's, it's it's a red flag. It's a mm-hmm. it's a Bordeaux, uh, you know, bleeding heart colored flag, right? Because um, he has this very convoluted story about um, the I guess his his game character stabbed her fiance at the at the altar, just not anywhere at the right. altar before they were getting married because this guy killed her father, right? And um, and and queens be crazy, yeah. And mm. I would say that Christian is wearing a marijuana leaf motif shirt. And all I can think about is like, maybe Bishmi ought to be wearing that shirt instead. <laughs> it's a great story. It just seems very inspired by, the, you know, yeah. what's on that yeah. shirt. Um, Yeah. And, you know, ladies got to kill in a very dramatic way because of dudes killing dudes. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we also, we, yeah, we do get this little, um, uh, Backstory behind Bishmi, who was in a relationship for a, a long time, and and he's the dumped. He had to dump his his partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He says just had to get out of that. So would like to know more, yeah. Bishmi. She didn't. She didn't share his his glove enthusiasm. No, no, not not into it. Yeah. Um. Next, we have Jamal, who was on your bracket. Yes. Poor, poor set. Is Jamal on my bracket? Jamal is on your bracket. Okay. <laughs> Who's my bracket again? It's Garo and... Jamal uh, and Vinny. And Vinny. Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. Yep. For some reason, I thought I didn't end up with Jamal, but there, but okay. Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. Am I mixing your bracket up with Patricia? I think I might be. I think, I think you are. Okay. Because I think I'm... I'm I I know I'm Sebastian. Oh yeah, you have Sebastian. Sorry about that. Yeah. I, I think it's Sebastian, Venny, and Garo. Yes. It's yeah. my bracket. I just had the thought that the two the two of you guys have very strong brackets, um, as opposed to me. <laughs> anyway, so you have I, one of these people. So you definitely have so yeah, Patricia has Jamal. Yeah. Um I mean I I have a lot of empathy for Jamal, but also it he drives me crazy so kid so christian comes over jamal mm-hmm. clearly shaken by like his kind of previous um wacky for it into construction is like all right i'm gonna do this thing that i know how to do right i'm a men's designer i'm gonna make a suit and then we'll go off of there and the thing about my girl is that she's james bond right mm-hmm. she's like the female bond and it's like okay Again, this is one of the places where, like, talking to a character designer would have been helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like both Roger Moore and Daniel Craig were James Bond. Like, what's the difference between those two? Like, like, what was the difference between their silhouettes? What did their, what did the way that they wore suits tell you about the type of person they were? Right, right, right. So. In it instead, he's kind of got like this really vague idea about um, she's got a lot of zippers because she'll need to like get access to a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to have a black mesh top, which is kind of um, Jamal's answer to everything. Yeah, is that it's like there's a jacket and then underneath it is a black mesh top. Yes. <laughs> 
which somehow <laughs> never actually happens. That's like another interesting story. About it never Trump. happens. And then, I mean, for this one, it, it was kind of a problem. And, you know, we can talk about we're going to talk about it soon. But that mesh comes back again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it comes. It keeps coming back. And it's like, yeah. man, I, I, but it's almost like, you know, he's making these decisions. And of all people, I think. Jamal really needed someone to, to take him out of his take him out of his process because the process isn't working for this particular challenge. Because yeah. um, I think it didn't matter what they were going to do. He was going to make a suit. Right. They could have done like, you know, swimwear or it's like, hey, guys, we're going to the moon. Make them an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And he was like, OK, I'm going to make a suit. Right. I'm going to make a suit like we, but you need to use Tyvek. OK, I'm in the suit section yep. getting suit wear. We're going to make a, an astronaut suit. Yep. Like, All right. And Christian's like, I'm still mad at you for eating the other week. So <laughs> I can talk to you anyway. Because um, you're ridiculous. Your process is, this, 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 is yeah. ridiculous. Oh, we're in muslin again. We're going to be really we're going to do this yeah. muslin. Yeah. Boring suit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get to go next to Christian's favorite person, which mm-hmm. is Hester. Yes. And uh, I love what Hester said. She, she's like, yeah. So, he, so Christian's like, so what are you doing? She's like, yeah. So she's she's going to be a star jumping lady. Mm-hmm. She has no idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. She has to like jump from stars, I guess, to get her a race. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. And Hester just basically on the, on the spot decides what her game character is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, uh, Christian being very helpful here with this person kind of reminds her you need a functional element here uh, that kind of highlights her, I, whatever quality right. you're going to give her. She's a star jumping raver. So what does a star jumping raver need? She's like, oh, a little jetpack. It's like, great. Mm. Give her a backpack. That's going to be her her backpack jetpack filled mm-hmm. with ribbons, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ready for Garo? Yeah. Fad- fashion editrix. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we begin the whip waves. W A V S. <laughs> Whoever the editor is in this is just like, finally, I get to pull out my sound effect. I've been holding it back just in my secret layer. All these whip sounds. I mean, because it's just it's it's everywhere. They just love mm-hmm. it. Just whip, whip, whips. Yes. Um, I think for Garo, Nina is kind of an inspiration. <laughs> you know, um. <laughs> People, I mean, I mean, here's the thing, right? Garo really has a very narrow lane, mm-hmm. and and he and it's like he knows what he can do, and he finds the way to drive the challenge towards that lane, and so you have to respect him for that. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yes. I mean, we hear a little bit more about Garo's background, and I think it's fair to bring it up now, that mm. he was, one of his first jobs was in a dominatrix house right? as their designer. So that's where a lot of the corsets come from. Yeah. And I have to say, this must be some big, like dom house i don't i you know i know a little bit about this world but i don't mm-hmm. i have yet to hear 
of like a dom house that had like an in-house designer oh yeah usually it's like the you know for a lot of the fashion i mean maybe what he's saying is that he did some of the leather work for them because he pulls a whip together like really quickly yeah he knows he's done a lot he's made a lot of whips yeah (laughs) a lot of like accessories yeah um but yeah, yeah, or or maybe it was just like one particular person in the house and mm-hmm. he was the designer or it maybe kind of spread out cuz again, this I this how Garo grew his business is being the club kid, making his own stuff and people just like, "Hey, make that for me." Mm-hmm. So it could have been the same yeah. thing and just another venture. Um and you know, who who knows? We'll we'll know we'll hear more about how Garo has become He's Garo. a he's, <laughs> he's a hustler. Everywhere. Um, but there's also uh, a thing about I, – I just want to focus on, like, his character for a second mm-hmm. because it is not unlike Tessa's hmm. in that it's, like, a character, not a, not somebody with powers. Right, right. Right? It's, yeah. like, this is the character in the game. It's not like they had, it's not, this is not a superhero with superhero powers. Right. Just um, a very skilled lady. Skilled right. with her whip, skilled with her editing eye. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. Christian but- manages to do like a good version of... Um, I totally know what you're talking about, but I'm, I have to pretend to be embarrassed because I'm like the interlocutor for the audience <laughs> that is probably a bit more vanilla than we are right here. So he does like a little bit like Tim like, is the master of that, right? Tim is able to be like, totally like, oh, I'm, I'm so proper. I wouldn't know anything about what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, Clutching Christian can't quite do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because it's so funny because what what Christian does really well is um, just kind of looking off into the distance and be like, oh, OK, I, I thought you're going to go someplace else, like maybe even wackier. But uh, OK, <laughs> like I think Garl's like one lane of wacky. And then Christian's like, oh, I, I'm yeah, OK, that's fine. I, I probably would have done something totally different. That was probably equally as scandalous, but wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go on to the next designer who's person does have superpowers Vinny and Vinny keeps saying she's the savior of the world right (laughs) I mean (laughs) and so explaining again we have lots of feathers feathers around the neck there's lots of lace uh, oh my gosh blue um she's taking people under her wings so to speak Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he doesn't continue on right. that she's she's flying them to eternal life. Right. She might dead. get portrayed by Della Reese at some point. <laughs> With a shock of gray hair <laughs> as she, you know, she shoots up into the sky and her huge like she just yeah. becomes the size of the earth and gives everyone a gigantic hug yes. before everyone dies. Um but again, Christian's like you need something functional. Right. <laughs> I mean Right. I, yeah, I don't even know how, like, anyway, I don't even know. I That's his, uh, th- that is his, his advice to Vinny. Um, I don't know how you would make something so quote unquote supernatural functional, but 
Um, that's what he leaves Vinny with. <laughs> you know, cross in the front, vortex in the back. That's Vinny's <laughs> plan. It's sort of a it's sort of a spiritual mullet that he's talking about. <laughs> I love how you can apply mullet to so many things. <laughs> you know. Because seriously, talk about tacky corny <laughs> just so inappropriate it's like yeah yeah let's just show up with this yeah religious mullet yeah holy in the front <laughs> <laughs> okay let's finish that holy in the front um apocalyptic in the back yeah holy in the front yeah. um uh, i don't know like just just teenage mutant ninja turtle uh i, I have no idea there's so mm-hmm. many things um, okay, so let's move on. All right, so I just want to point out, we we leave the workroom, they head back mm-hmm. to the penthouse, they go to sleep, and mm-hmm. then we see them waking up the next day. Yes. And at this time in my notes, because this, so Nadine's leaving was, was still, still yet <laughs> young. And we have Garo, in the spirit of our departed Nadine, dearly mm-hmm. departed, it's just like, uh... Who is this? What's this? Who is this? And then whose bacon is this? Whose bacon is that? And Lila's like, I think it's Jamal. And I mean, yeah. Garl's face, like Jamal, just leaves the shit everywhere. Yeah. So he's become the Nadine of the house. Yeah. A little bit before that, we do see a great shot of um, of um, oh god, of Rakan, um, like asleep in all of his clothes <laughs> and there and like the subtitle underneath him is 10 30 a.m it's like really <laughs> i know it's so late for them yeah like, what like, time are you guys getting to the workroom yeah <laughs> usually it's like 6 25 5 48 10 30 yeah <laughs> so what a luxury yes um has... so then we nip like after Garo like mm-hmm. deals with um you know the horrors the horrors of leftover bacon <laughs> um we zip upstairs to where Hester we get a big chunk of Hester backstory yeah gets to call her wife honey tea mm-hmm. <laughs> looks to me like her sister I don't know there's just something about their glasses yes and it just, it's, I just I just I just was like wife sister I don't know um but we get, yeah, we get a little bit of background about the community that Hester left behind in NYC and why she's um, based in New Mexico now, right. which was to be near family. And I think there was probably an illness involved with one of her, mm-hmm. her parents. And um, um, yeah, we do get to see like a picture of, I think, um, a catalog mm-hmm. of Hester's collection, which basically is um like the rainbow bright cult <laughs> like it's like so you know i mean hester like live you know makes the looks and lives the life yes. like if you if you do like a screen grab of that it is very much um like hester knows who her girl is yep yep and it is, and it is very kind of girly. It's a little creepy. It's a little gothy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little sinister. Very, because yes. I mean, like, Lean's very sinister. It was like, hmm, yeah. these ladies are dressed in so many colors, but mm, I think they might just, like, dance around me with their hands 
uh, like like doing like a ring around the rosy, but I I wouldn't want to be a part of that ring, ring around the mm-hmm. rosy, <laughs> something yeah. a little, a little sinister. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's, it's very clear. Like whatever happens, Hester is going to come out of this in a, in very good shape. Oh yeah, definitely. She is the person who has the most coherent design vision. And it's very telegetic mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and like all the like pictures of, you know, her and her wife are adorable and they're and then they do the super whole, smoochy. Yeah, and, and they're very, I mean, just like the rom-com quintessential, yeah. like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up first. Did you hang up? No, oh, you hang yeah. up. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so cute. <laughs> Yes, and I am. I uh, at this point in the proceedings, I'm not mad at them. Like it's like it's very different than um, than like what's her name from season nine. Aaron. Oh no, Aaron. No. Yes, Aaron. Like, season like, season. I think fifteen or sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I I think that actually. Um, uh, Hester is a lot more practical mm-hmm. um, than Aaron, um, and I think that she has a greater range of skills. Yeah, than, than Aaron did. Aaron had like one or two ideas that kept getting like kind of reiterated over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing yet another I in. In, in in an episode talking about, you know, um, superpowers or coming up with a superpower in a way, like I kind of thought that we, on top of Hester's background in the fashion industry and, you know, being put through the gauntlets and in terms of being able to get knocked down and come back up again on top of that, like in a super strong relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you know, before she hangs up the phone, it's like, oh, now I feel ready to get back out there and to do this thing and i actually believed it yeah um and you know yeah 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 if she was eliminated today hester would be like already launched in terms of like a public that would be very eager for her clothes oh yeah definitely definitely all right well so this is day two Mm -hmm. so hester hangs up the phone everyone jumps into their cars and, and runs into the workroom. What time do we think this is now? Two in the afternoon. I know. <laughs> I'm how like, late Rakan was sleeping. Wow. It says eleven hours until end of day. Yeah. So I guess maybe, maybe noon. It's noon. Yeah. I was. I would think noon. Noon to noon to midnight. Yeah. Oh wow! Just it just seems so luxurious. They get two days and then they get mm-hmm. to sleep in. On yeah. I mean, come on, like this is I guess Bravo, two um, I mean, Project Runway, Two Point Bravo. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick mm-hmm. with that pun. Okay. Anyway, so we have Garo opening up the day, hammering into his leather work. He's mm-hmm. very sorry. Um, and Tessa, who's making her sack of flour and embroidering it and, and kind of going through, um, uh, we're, we're seeing a little bit of how this apron is coming together. And yeah, yeah. And this is one of those things where um, clearly they they can't decide like, 
okay, do we want to make it an issue about the hammering or not? The problem mm-hmm. is that we don't have any clear audio of, of um, Garo just hammering away. Every time he goes to hammer, he apologizes and <laughs> says that he's going to just be hammering for a little bit and that he's really sorry. So we can't, like, really develop. We have some good, like, you know, side-eye video of people around him. but yeah. But because he keeps apologizing so much, we can't, like, really do a cutaway to someone going, like, ugh, and Garo thinks he owns everything. He just wouldn't stop hammering. Yeah, so. no, he's just like, I'm, I apologize, I apologize, I apologize. I understand that this is terrible for the rest of the workroom. <laughs> yeah. But listen, guys, I'm a leather expert, okay? I know what, what I'm happened. doing. And yeah. uh, everyone's going to thank me because my look is going to look amazing. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like, all right, thanks? Yeah. What? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a bunch of other stuff, models come in for fittings. Mm-hmm. I also, I want to, so I've watched this episode maybe like four mm-hmm. or five times by now. And I, there is a little conversation between Leela and Rakan at the sewing machines oh. where <laughs> they try to outgame each other. Yes. And Rakan, Rakan is, no one can outgame Rakan. He's like, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm a freaking gamer. Yeah. He's like, I have a PlayStation 1, a 2, a 3, 4, and 5, and no, five hasn't been released yet. I love The Sims. I love Final <laughs> Fantasy. I have all those. And then Leela's like, oh, okay. I thought I was a gamer here. But, you know, I guess I'm too busy just being a fashion designer in real life. Like, I have mm-hmm. a real job and a really large company that I'm ahead of. So I guess, you know, I, I just am too busy to be a gamer. And then Rakan just goes, but I'm still a gamer. And I was like, it's such a dig <laughs> at Leela. is like, oh, no, no, no. I can do both. I'm a badass fashion designer too, and a gamer. Yeah, <laughs> and a gamer. He, he, I mean, Rakan can deliver shade. Oh, love it with a smile. But, but the problem is that we then immediately cut to Rakan, <laughs> like the models arrive and it is time for fittings, <laughs> and like we see Rakan, like, hmm, maybe you should spend a little less time on the PlayStation. <laughs> this is. My first time with Lycra and doing a bodysuit and stuff like that. And we're like, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> this is the same thing for last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it just really I, I, I at this moment, I I wrote in my notes, can Rakan actually sew? I mean, we just saw him at the sewing machine, but can he can he use that? Yeah. Um, It's just very questionable at this time. Yeah. Um, We have. Tessa kind of questioning Hester's taste and mm-hmm. um, sort of at the, at the time where she's talking about, you know, level of taste and she's doing her own kind of fits and right. practicing with the flower back with her model. Um, right. Cause that's this... like, I, I hope the judges understand that you're supposed to look like, you know, uh, like a, a pile of bran fell in a bowl of oatmeal <laughs> Like that is it's supposed to be like that. I hope the judges kind of get that. Yeah, I hope they really I just I hope they understand my vision of Mm -hmm. how I just want a wall of brown to be the most sophisticated thing that they've ever seen in their life. I just want want a a wall, just Mm -hmm. a brown thing. Everything brown. Everything. Bloon, bloon, bloon. Do you remember that commercial? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, no. Um, it was some, um, 
uh, I think it was maybe for Payless Shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was some commercial from the... Um, it was some commercial from the... Uh, uh, 90s with Udo Care in it. And it was this whole, it had this whole thing about like, um, you know, about fashion and trends mm-hmm. and like, and at one point it, he does this thing. It's like, you know, everything's black and blah, blah, blah. And everything's such as a personal. And, then, and at one point it's like, it all switches. And now everything's brown. Anyway, I, yeah, and I, I, I would love to know whether or not Tessa knows that reference. Um, I, I don't. Uh, no, I think she would love it though. I, I think she no. would. She would really enjoy it. It's like, oh, this kind of affirms yes. how much I love brown. Um, because Hester is over there with her rainbow bright colors, a bit of black, just mm-hmm. just shocks and shocks of colors over there. Um, we also have Vinny, um, and poor Christian is just being a gnat in his ear, just kind of mm-hmm. circling around him in Asia, who's dressed up in lace and feathers. Right. Is this blouse fabulous? He says, and <laughs> it looks dated. <laughs> um, you know, she's looking, you know, she's got a lot of lace and a long yeah. net. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no, we're going to, we're going to spice it up. We're going to spice it up. Yeah. It's like, yeah. How can you spice up an outfit? That's basically the angel of death. Like, I don't understand. I mean the the angel of death at the at halftime during a Saints game. Yeah. I mean there. It's. I mean I guess there's not. It's white and not gold. So yeah, I it's should, not gold. But that blue is like. Mm. But if Brian Temple AME Church had a football team, they mm. would be. I'm pretty sure those were their robe colors. Yes. If anyone out there knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> Brian Temple in South Central LA. Um, blue and white, I swear by it. If they had a football team or <laughs> if they wanted to wear some costumes or a marching band, I don't know. They could right. like a like a drum major outfit. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Get out with meanwhile, your clarinets. Meanwhile, Sonia is redraping her whole dress. Yeah. She's gotta do all of that. Cause this was actually quite sad to me. Because oh. you know, you can tell that she's freaking out. And she has this way of 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 down talking herself into spiral. Yeah. And this is the this is the beginning of the spiral here for Sonia. Well, and also it's like there's a champagne, like here's this a, a sort of like dark champagne dress, and we've come up with like a lovely like you know lavender throw to go on the shoulders or whatever. It's like what is this color story? Like I know the. A, these are colors that are going to look horrible in a video game. Mm-hmm. You know, they do not make any sense. But, but you know, aside from that, it's like, what was this whole thing about, like, taking away the sorrows of the I world? I know. This is pre-sorrow. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Or is it post-sorrow? It's post-sorrow. No, it's post-sorrow. <laughs> she was talk- that's what she was talking about <laughs> yesterday. So I guess in a way, you have to make this outfit a very drab sad color you know if if, i think if someone had come through and helped her logically think this through to his to its extreme ending if you have your character absorbing sadness and um, melancholy and all of the the terribleness of the world then what color would that be and i think it would be Mm -hmm. that color 
Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Would be the color. Um, yeah. Jamal's still in muslin. And, and, and he's scaring Christian. Scared. Yeah. Scared. Yeah. Yeah. She's... And, 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 and Jamal's model really does look over it. I mean, just like <laughs> you, you chumps get your oh. acts together. Poor Kate. Because I, I remember Kate, she did this gesture when Christian came over and she's like, Oh my God, don't look great. And then Christian was like, scared, scared. Yeah. Chic waitress, chic waitress. And she's like, oh, okay, this is bad again. It's terrible again this yeah. week. Oh, poor Kate. Um, all right. So yes, anything before... Be some emotional labor in Kate's future. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Kate. Uh, so we say goodbye to our models. Mm-hmm. And we, we do get to see that they have until midnight. And yes. Christian rolls out of the room back into his sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have this this time to go. But then they all get little bleeps on their phone and their animated characters start coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see uh, we start off with Rakan, I think. Rakan gets his character. Sonia gets their character. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them they have to actually change their pieces and they have to collaborate with their animator because since they all collaborate the day before, um, mm-hmm. some changes have been made, but I think it's still, I, I, I really appreciated this, but at the same time, um, this was a two day challenge for, yeah. for very, very good reasons. So we could fit all of this in. And, uh, we also get to see Rakan and Sonya have to call up their, their people to just be like, Oh my God, I love it, but change it. Yeah. These ladies were on call. I hope they're getting paid goo gobs of money to be up at all hours of the night with these designers changing their animations. Well, which also points to one of the other big issues currently plaguing the video game industry, which is that um, it's an industry that runs on um, uh, what is called like crunch time. Hmm. And, and so this tendency to really overload work teams at the, at the end of the development cycle to kind of get games out the door. Mm -hmm. And then once the game is published, a lot of these companies then lay off a lot of their workers. It's not, it does not have Hmm. um, good. um, And, and now as games have tended towards these kind of massive experiences, like a game like um, red dead redemption Two, the current that recently published is, you know, creating a world and the equivalent of like, you know, a hundred digitally animated full length feature movies, you know, within that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and the people who often bear the brunt of those ambitions are the staffs of those companies who are now like trying to unionize, like Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to, They've been treated as individual contractors so often in their labor that they do not have great job stability. Yeah. I mean, I thought about that because, of course, the designers have to go until midnight, but they must have been calling them around 10, 10 p.m. And, mm-hmm. of course, something like this. Um, yeah. No, it kind of they, they just all seemed to take it in stride. Of course, they were on television. But also, mm-hmm. this to me, it felt as if we were getting a look into the actual I, like process of making a video game or an animation or or anything where it's like, yeah, I'm going to get a call at home 
at 1130 for some changes that need to go out for the next day because this needs to look mm-hmm. a certain way, needs to look good. And um, and 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 yeah, it's um, it's like like, you know, it's a production, essentially. Right. So, yeah. So ask of your, you know, be try to be a smart consumer of the video games that you play. Yeah. Um, and try to support companies that um, actually uh, don't um, oppress their workers. Yeah. Yeah. And and read up on that. I mean, because Red Dead <laughs> Redemption was, I mean, because it was such a high profile game. Um, even I heard about this when the you know, the labor force was just like, Hey, we've been worked to the bone for these Mm -hmm. many hours for something that you guys are all waiting for. And this is how we're being treated in terms of our time and money and labor and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. Uh, so, so we check back also in with, um, a few of our designers after everyone gets their animations dropped in Mm -hmm. and, um, Renee is still, working on her superhero, the community activist. Mm-hmm. And we also have a little bit of an incident with Jamal and an iron. <laughs> this is Jamal, Jamal versus the saga iron of Jamal and the Rowenta. It's it, I mean, not a love fest here. He, so what happens is he, of course had been ridiculed and natted by Christian Siriano because he's still in his Muslim, but he's like, no, I got it, Christian. So right. I have all the markings and I did all the alterations and then I'm going to go and just go to fabric and sew it in. But Jamal, for some reason is going over to the ironing board and ironing his Muslim. Right. And when and you do that to chalk, it. he steams it, erases all the chalk markings. Yeah. He's, is he tired or, or, or yeah. Quick hint. If you want to <laughs> get chalk out of Muslim, Steam An easy it. way to do it is with a steam iron. Steam that thing. We all know this. We all know this because that's why you use chalk when you're marking off your fabric because it's easily removed by water. Yeah. Or and or other forms of water like vapor. Mm-hmm. Also, why are you ironing your muslin this late? I, it just to me, I'm. I really want to know how did you do this. So, um, Rakan comes over. He freaks out. Here's, mm-hmm. the, you know, Jamal does, he, he freaks out. Rakan comes over and says something that I think is just hilarious. Like, it's not good, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thanks, Rakan. Yeah. Um, but they're all kind of freaking out. I mean, Hester, I think. Hester does a very sweet thing of, <laughs> of like, sweet. she, she, you know, she mothers Jamal in a, in a very sweet way mm-hmm. and is like, okay. So are there any parts that you can see? What parts do you remember right now? We're going to go right over and we will write some of those down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really, really does like, I think this wonderful thing, just like hugging him, holding him mm-hmm. and then just talking since like, this is what's real right now. This is what yeah. we can do. You've already done what you've done. So let's move forward. Mm-hmm. What can we come like? What can we come away with this? And I don't know. It, it just to me, at the time, I was just like, oh, I, I think I'm like, leave me alone, Hester. I need to go in the corner and cry. But mm-hmm. honestly, there was no time for crying. You no. got to get this done. Um, So, yeah. So that happens. We get to the end of the day. And then Garo announces to the workroom, hey, everyone, let's all have a New York moment and take the ferry home. And then Jamal goes, wait, is there a sewing machine on 
this fairy why are we taking this like or, or, is it for real it's like no yeah seriously let's go on and have a moment so yeah so yeah so they they all take their fairy home but yeah very very uh new york yeah metro yeah spon- spontaneous not spontaneous not spontaneous because nobody in that workroom just announces that they're going to go take, take a different route home exactly and as the camera crew go like oh okay i guess that's what we're doing now but also who's who like whose idea they're okay they're okay well that's a that's a producer's idea sure but also i'm like i would be i would be really really cautious about taking them out in the cold like this do you want them to get sick you're i mean but they are getting plenty of rest i mean they started at at noon so I take that back. Like any other season, I'm like, no, no, shield them from the cold because they're going to get sick because they're sleep, sleep, sleep deprived. But this crew, they're treating them pretty well. They're feeding them, um, getting lots of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Got all that bacon lying around. Exactly. That Jamal's just wasting. <laughs> How dare you waste bacon, Jamal? So, you know, and then there's a little bit of like a walk off. In the and... dark. <laughs> And we can't even all I could think it. of is like, why didn't you pull this stunt on All Stars when everybody, you, when you had a bunch of people who had really severe impressions about how people were supposed to walk? <laughs> I know. Like, like everybody had like a whole big thing about how people were supposed to walk and what a lady did. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, you're going to have these guys who are like freezing cold. I know. And, and, and grumpily agree to like schlump back and forth on the deck of the thing for two seconds in order to like pretend to be having fun. Exactly. They're just going like from Brooklyn to Brooklyn and it's for nothing. It's at night and their park is like, this doesn't matter. Let's go home and sleep. So yeah. Um, All right. So back home and then it's the next day. We're back in the workroom. workroom. It's the day of the runway. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's having their, their last minute um, like hitches, blah, blah, blah. Rakan's fabric is still giving him some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also kind of uh, have like a moment with Garo where he pulls out his club kid raver day things. And he has like a 10 minute dress up his sleeve that he gets, has to get ready for Mimi. Um, we also see Vinny admitting that perhaps the cobalt blue and white looks like she just came off the choir stand. <laughs> And I'm like, you're just realizing this? It's yeah. the day of the runway, Vinny. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we have hair and makeup. Um, and we still we have some faltering still. We have a great moment with like where where like anonymous makeup person is has oh, to gosh. do like the emotional. Li- well, first we first we get Kate. Like going like, oh, you know how to make clothes. Like, yeah. you, like here we are again. But I'm sure you'll be great. You're so good at this, Jamal. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh man, good. Like MVP there, Kate. I but, know. You know. Yeah, but. Oh. And, and then we get like the same thing upstairs, and like hair and makeup, where like this makeup woman <laughs> is going to Rakan, like, um, okay, so what do you want? <laughs> so, so. So, Nalan, you can be the hair and makeup artist, and I'll be Rakan. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, so, so, what are you thinking of with her? What kind of a girl is she? So, 
uh, okay so so is she like a is, is she like a fun girl she's is but she, she's like a queen or what or Oh, okay, well, so how about we give her like a really nice cat eye? <laughs> but I, okay, I I like I like the cat, <laughs> but I would like for it to be a kitten. I don't like big cats. I like yeah. small baby cats. That's great. We'll do like a small baby cat eye. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no sense of urgency or inspiration or direction guide nothing yeah. nothing for god that I was loved some, it. that I was some it. inspired inspired editing there it was amazing oh it was, he's so fun to edit so fun mm-hmm. to edit we kind because all around the hair and makeup everyone's just like oh my god i want this sleek back but i want these tendrils to come forward and then Vinny's like i want the feathers here because the feathers are going to be up here and i know where else the feathers are going to go so she needs like a really really tight bun and then you know everyone knows but just for con is i love it mm-hmm. all right um the biggest suspense for garo is where the crisscross is going to go across mimi's cleavage Mm-hmm. that's the thing that is the most important thing of, of this outfit. Yes. Um, And we also, we also see that it all kind of works out, but also on top of that, he's making like, he's whipping out a whip. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> easy something peasy. I just loved. I'm like, what is this? This, this is great. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, anything else? Note, whips are actually very hard to make and, Oh, and I believe are, it. And professional whip whip makers can command uh, really top prices for them. I I mean I believe it. That whip did not look like it was easy to make, but it looked like Garo has made a thousand, <laughs> maybe a million. <laughs> I have so much respect. That's one of my favorite things about the show. When like the day of, they're just like, I'm just gonna make this whip. I'm just gonna make this hat. I'm gonna make you some shoes. I'm gonna make right. this really complicated bag that's gonna look amazing. It's like, oh, I love it when they make their own accessories. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. And yet that accessory, that project accessory show was not very good. Oh, I didn't even watch it. Did I watch really? it? I don't think I watched that show. Oh, my God. I will you have to watch it. Watch it. It's kind of crazy. Oh, in a bad way or. I mean, it's not very good, but it's but it is interesting seeing them like get challenges and try like the people who are accessory designers. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I love that stuff I love yeah. it okay all right so so we're pretty much on our way to the runway and mm-hmm. of course with this season unlike others we get to see some background stuff happening before we go on yeah um let's... we hear Sonia say that she needs another pair of hands yeah yeah um hands that I'm sure she would be very grateful for and fully credit um <laughs> were she to win. <laughs> Um, but I mean, uh, it almost sounds as if, you know, you, you would like to acknowledge, um, all the people, um, who, you know, made everything, you know, particularly like mm-hmm. a, like a, like if it were to be like, say, say like a pocket mm-hmm. or, or, or a cod piece, mm-hmm. you know, you would want to credit them with that if you were draping like a, like yes. a thing, like yes, maybe yes. the cape. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, Sonia. <laughs> I I I feel you fully acknowledge all of my 
contributions to the show. I do. And I, I do believe that our listeners do as well. Right, listeners? <laughs> You're all in on that way. Oh, my God. Can't I can't. Wait to are talk are about we doing it. this now? Are we can't doing wait. this? I can't believe it. <laughs> but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I know. I know. Um, so we okay. get on out to the runway. So we get to the runway and we have our, our normal judges. We have Brandon Maxwell, Nina Garcia, Garcia Elaine Welteroth, and then we have Robin Haneke, professor from UC Santa Cruz. Yay! Yes. Oh my God! One of the people who set up the um, the challenge is actually here to judge it. Yay! I was so happy to see her because yeah. also such a great contrib- contributor to this runway and to the feedback. Yeah. So, but but let me just say, like generic generic young actress two mm-hmm. canceled. That's why she's here. Oh, why it happened? You know what? No, Nalen, I have faith in this. You know, uh, Project Runway, uh, two point Bravo. To see it all the way through. Yes, okay. that every single right. challenge they will try their best to bring on a relevant judge and not just kind of pander to the audience because of you know they're trying to get at a certain demographic of, yeah. of watcher. Okay. I would like to believe it's keeping hope alive. <laughs> Sweetness and light. <laughs> so, um, so the runway starts out. Yeah. Oh, and listeners, to remind y'all, there is a link in your show notes to the cheat sheet this week, and um, pulling that up right now. So let's start. And I hope to I have to say, okay, the runway starts with what I think is the coolest effect, is mm. that they have their illustrations animated. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and the first one is, is Mimi and Garo's look. It's so uncanny. It was actually kind of scary. So they have the animation looks just like Mimi and almost the same stance. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. so just like from camera and editing magic, of course, the illustration disappears. And then there's Mimi almost as embodying the animation in the back. Anyway, I loved it. I just thought it was really, really fun and really great. Mm-hmm. All right. So first up runway order. Let's start with Garo. Mm-hmm. And so Mimi is whipping all the way down the runway using that yes. whip in coordination. Um, I'm sorry. Her technique is just spot on mm-hmm. um, with the timing, walking and just kind of even posing everything. I just loved this walk. Thought mm-hmm. it was just really, really, really well done. Um, uh, to me, the outfit um, wasn't my favorite, I will say. Um, but what, I mean, what did you think about this? Well, here's the thing. Um, given the fact that the term dominatrix is always used on this show as a put down, Mm -hmm. um, and, and how they're always so concerned about, um, people being slutty. Right. This is actually, um, a an outfit that manages to hit notes of power without being um super sexualized mm-hmm. um in the ways that are really traditional right so if you're like a if you're like a particular kind of fetishist you probably would find this outfit really hot yeah um and that does and and in fact because it's not super revealing because it's not because she's so contained mm-hmm. and um, and and kind of everything about it. And I think from the point of view of like 
designing a character like it it is it reads really graphically Mm -hmm. it's not too busy so like as like a game design character it's actually very kind of coherent yeah so i think he i I think he really hits it yeah yeah i thought it was extremely relevant um i mean and i'm talking in terms of not my favorite there's something Mm -hmm. about the color of this one that i thought on the runway it didn't hit the way i thought it would would have hit um Mm -hmm. there's a there's still like a lot of gray and black which kind of plays off really nicely with the difference differences of of the red Mm -hmm. um i think just all together it really had to come with this walk with the whip um with the glasses and I don't know. I, I thought it was great, but in mm-hmm. terms of an outfit, in terms of fashion, it just wasn't my favorite. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I do think that it's, you know, I, I think um, it's, it's definitely, a, again, Garo found the way to make it play to his strengths. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. Next we have so, Renee. Renee. And Renee is in this silhouette of, um, gosh, this one was definitely looking like, like a, you know, a member of the the Empire Senate on Star Wars kind of mm-hmm. with this really dramatic sash, and a very dramatic belt and a neck piece. So es- essentially, this is the silhouette that she's been doing every week, and yeah. um, I, again, I was just very let down by the little shock of pink on the shoulder that you can't even really see. Yeah. Her whole thing about like the, the bits of pink that we're going to reveal her femininity has, has been reduced to like a weird little tab. Yeah. Like, like on the shoulder, it's like, what, what happened? Yeah. It almost looked like barely there. Were you going to like hang that chain on that was cause I was like, well, the chain that she has, would it clip to that little tab on her shoulder or, Mm is that how you're going to clip like a water ball up there just when you get thirsty just not yeah. really sure what that was um all about and the rest of the outfit just looks kind of um you know we have the i guess the the coherency of garo's outfit and then we have this where mm-hmm. i'm not really sure how all of this was supposed to work together instead of it's just being like a really nicely made gray maybe jersey dress with yeah. some stuff on top of it yeah yeah all right, next, Rakan. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think Rakan really India. understands what the term draping means. Oh, do you think this was draped? I think. I think he thinks it means that things are attached at various points on the garment. But it's like mm-hmm. it. He, this has like the same weird thing that he has been trying to do to have like these overlapping diagonal paddles mm-hmm. that attach at different points and they're they're sort of hang open. They kind of gape. But it's like it it is like cuckoo bananas. Yeah, there's not much to say about how bad it is. No, I it's think bad. I think the judges did a really good job of kind of yeah ripping this one apart. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about Leela. It's just a lot of straps. Um, yeah. And it's, um, yeah. 
this is what Leela thinks is distressed. Um, basically sewing well-made straps off right. of some pants and have it kind of like twirl around a little bit. So um, many roundhouse kicks. She can do a it, lot of, yeah, it doesn't look like she's been in some badass street battles with mm-hmm. her really, really white shirt yeah. and her, uh, her cold shoulder sleeves. Yeah. I mean, I will say that this does have the kind of bizarre, um, gaps and styling that I would associate with a lot of like anime based oh, yeah. video games. <laughs> so it's like, okay, wait a minute. What if this person sort of has like a bandolier and what would be a shirt and other things. And they're all sort of attached, but they're also hanging off of it. I mean, there is like a kind of logic there, but when I see that in those characters and those games, I'm like, why would you ever wear anything like that? <laughs> at all yeah yeah i mean and also if you're if your power is badass roundhouse kicks i don't know i just kind of think that if you have things just kind of floating off of you in yeah. a fight that's not great someone yes, will have so much to pull on and to tear off of you that it just kind of you're putting yourself at advantage if you have things just flying off your clothes mm-hmm. in a fight it's not very practical right However, all of that is forgotten because what and en- what enters the stage next? Oh my gosh. It's the Miller's daughter. No, no, no. Before that. Oh no. Did I miss something? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, it's the moon goddess. <laughs> yeah. Which is like what the I'm like so sorry, Sonia. Like, I just can't I mean, look all together. I mean, it's like the the, the sorrow that has been gathered up in the world is being transmitted directly to me through your hair knobs. It's going into her hair knobs. It's going to her face. And then it's coming out of her tambourine. It's like. Yeah. Just. I mean, I have to say it looks like I mean, definitely her girl could have been, you know, some type of alien. From mm-hmm. another planet, you know, if you want to say like a moon goddess, but I think that's what Sebastian's girl is supposed to be. Um, so maybe not a moon goddess, but definitely, you know, from an, another world, maybe this is her skin. And I don't know. There's another story that could come up with it. Um, I don't know. I To say that the she did a really good job of covering it up. Yeah. The subtitle says she's an empath. Oh, but, okay. You know, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, no, didn't get it. I, uh, yeah, didn't get that. So, um, all right. So, so bye bye to Sonia's empath and her empathetic mm-hmm. tambourine. Mm-hmm. Um, next is the Miller's daughter, right? And we have Tessa. And I will say, like Tessa, this is a character design. Love like, this look. I, like in the same thing with Garo. Mm-hmm. Like, um. I mean, these overalls remind me of the overalls that Reminiscence um, store here in New York used to sell um, that I would wear all the time mm-hmm. uh, when I was uh, when I was slimmer. Hmm. And they had them in these like multicolored. Um, you could get them in all these different colors. They were like cotton duck and all tied together. Oh. And. Um, and uh, hmm. And and yeah, and and I think that actually Tessa 
this is one of those times when um, she really hits the challenge. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really, really, really strong look. And mm-hmm. I mean, and we'll, you know, t- it, they bring it up later. You can definitely see the unfinished hems on mm-hmm. this. Like she doesn't finish her edges. We, we, we now it's, it's we, we all have come to realize that this is just something that she does. It's been controversial in the past, right. blah, blah, blah. But I think in this particular, you have someone who's working and, you know, she has the embroidered flower on the bag. And I think she embroidered mm-hmm. something else and she actually made a little tool belt. Um, mm-hmm. It was just such a well thought out multi-layered piece. And I thought for yeah. this, and of course, Brandon calls out the reveal again, but I think for this, I thought it was very um, appropriate to have a reveal to be like, mm-hmm. Hey, when she's doing this, this is how she looks. And then maybe in another part of the game, then she can like undo her, the top parts of her overalls for a blah, blah, blah. Or I don't know. It's just, it just yeah. kind of lent a story to this, this, you know, fictional daughter. Um, and I thought even with the boots, it just looked really good. Mm-hmm. The hair looked really good. Mm-hmm. So good job on this one, Tessa. Great yeah. job. Next, we have the moon goddess. Yes. Um, with like that whole thing about the code is now like completely gone because everything is kind of peach on, on beige on sand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay, but very confused. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting because I feel like Sebastian is often confused on these challenges. He's very hot and cold with what he knows mm-hmm. and what he doesn't know. And it's mm-hmm. like either he knows it or he doesn't know it. For this one, he didn't know that he didn't know it. And mm-hmm. in a way, I thought, great, this is a good way for you to actually just move forward and not get caught up in your head. Um, it really was kind of a, to me, something that could have been in the Matrix mm-hmm. if the Matrix had you know i'm yeah like the matrix code you know became your clothes i don't know yeah but um yeah again flowy strappy i guess that's fine yeah uh next we have hester star raver 2000 Mm -hmm. and uh i have to say loved these pants and the part that really surprised me Mm -hmm. which i didn't notice in the workroom is that the 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 top is a ribbed turtleneck, mm-hmm. and I I mean, I I don't I don't know if I've ever been at, I, I, to me it's just fascinating that she's wearing a ribbed top <laughs> mm-hmm. with this star jumper outfit and these crazy pants. Um, yeah, no, I I just I I really I really enjoyed the piece. I loved the little cute little backpack and the straps and how the straps were carried around on the ankles as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed looking at this. Mm-hmm. I I think that it's I I think they're like separates that are fine. Mm-hmm. I don't really kind of buy it as an as as an outfit, but I think that Hester has the ability because she's unafraid of the phrase too matchy matchy. Mm-hmm. She really has this ability to make it look like it all sort of is one idea and goes together even when it doesn't. Yeah. I think that has to do with how she's able to pair different types of fabrics with, with each other. Yeah. 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 And, and she uses like the color stuff to bridge that. 
Yeah. Right. So she'll like use like really disparate materials, but she'll use like a really limited color palette to make it all kind of work together. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't feel like this was like a super insightful look from her, but Mm -hmm. I think that she, again, like found the way to, to use her strengths to make it, um, to, to make it like look effective on the runway. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Not always an easy to thing to do as we can see by our next oh, man. entrant. Oh, Jamal. So we have our femme fatale from Jamal yeah. and Kate's. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So she's wearing her suit. Yeah. Uh, Jamal ended up making the suit. Yeah. And that like mesh top, like didn't appear nope and you can you you're watching like the judges be like oh man we're gonna have to talk about this yeah because they have the illustration and in the illustration there is a top yeah unlike the other designers who changed theirs to look more like the changes that they'd actually made um but also although i would assume that jamal thought that he would have been able to put that mesh top together so he did not change the illustration but um right we have Kate walking down without a shirt on, with just a top. Yeah. Um, so like a, like a tailored suit top with a crazy lapel that's in mm-hmm. white. And um, not really sure what material that is. And then um, kind of like, I guess, cropped pants or slightly cropped pants with mm-hmm. another mesh type athleisure thing going under underneath. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of lot going on here that um not really sure about um jamal talked with christian about like contouring the suit with with these zippers and they really are useless here yeah um you can you can't you can barely see them yeah it you would literally be like if you open them up and if there were pockets underneath there to get to whatever is in those pockets, you would have to push your breasts out of the jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you try to think for a second how any of that works. Um, and the truth is that like when you have a challenge like this, this white lapel should be like six inches longer if you're gonna Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. like imagine if the lapel wings were long enough that you could like whip them around the shoulder and sew them to the back Mm -hmm. then at least you're like kind of doing something with something but as it is now they're they really are like in this in between you know it's just it's I mean, it's not good. And, that, then, and again, like long straps, like the thing yeah. sort of laces on. And then there are these big dangling straps. Yeah, I mean, she's not wearing like a like a she's not doing karate. She's what what are the straps for? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if there is any type of combat, again, you don't want people to have things to to pull on you. And then it's like Christian goes around the workroom trying to drill into everyone that there needs to be some type of function here. Right. And there, there's absolutely no there. We've seen other outfits where there is bar- barely any function. Like, I mean, Sonia, how, yeah. how is that functional? Um, I mean, she can say like, oh, I'm draping this around and I'm taking away all the pain of the world. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. At least you have a story, but for, for Jamal, there is no story here as to how this suit could be functional because right. those zippers aren't doing a thing. 
absolutely right. nothing without a shirt on you know kate's pretty much super exposed this is the thing that she's going to get murdered in she's going to get murdered right. real hard and it's just like you know jamal wants to make a suit and that's what yeah. he did all right so let's uh let's cross ourselves father son <laughs> holy ghost no, no, no. um we have the savior of the world <laughs> okay so let me just say like actual jesus was more chic than this than this savior like i mean from like, the beard to the no sandals that like a cal- like that a um you know a carpenter from galilee was better dressed than, than I mean, what we're seeing here it's so i'm i'm i was almost speechless i just i just wrote in my notes rolling on the floor laughing yes because you're you're so right i mean if you want to think about a religious icon or a spiritual icon Mm -hmm. seriously are we gonna just roll out like a super deaconess i mean she just looks like (laughs) something like i I mean i could go on you could just call her the blue robe or angel of sweet sweet heavenly death or she's a (laughs) she's a super killer turtle she is Sister Megachurch. I don't know. It is so abs- it's so Baptist to me and it's so black church like super black church mama in the in the way that I'm just like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen on Project Runway. It is the most I've laughed at an outfit. I'm just, and I can't believe the feathers coming out of her wrists. Yeah. Why? And also the fact that this this the superpower is basically murdering innocent people (laughs) yeah and then she turns around and like the and this thing that is supposed to be like the vortex on the back is incomprehensible yeah what is that it's yeah it looks like a really really large um beret like you know or like a soup dumpling Which are delicious. If yes. she were super soup dumpling, <laughs> yes. that would be an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would prefer that to this. Like if he, oh man, Vinny needs to go and get some soup dumplings. And then he could have <laughs> had an excuse for using like browns and beiges and whatevers. But I mean, it is incomprehensible. Yeah. This, it's so incomprehensible. Yeah. Um, and this also. Is this is, he um, I'm forgetting where we are in the sequence, but we're after the Dapper Dan, right? Oh, okay, so Bishmi won Dapper Dan. So yeah, he won. Yeah. This is, we're after so Dapper Dan. Venny won Streetwear, so like two episodes back. Mm-hmm. Right? But like, but but on the same model, I he know. put that outfit and then he put this outfit. I know. He has worked with Asia. Asia is an amazing model. Yeah. And and she did her best. And he has made her look incredible. 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 This is like like the weird like top is really poorly fitted and just like there is not a single thing about it. Even her hair. We can talk about the makeup and the hair. Even that is just kind of unforgivable in a way. Yeah. And again, I have to blame the judges for enabling him with these freaking feathers. I thought the first time he used feathers was a mistake. Episode one, I was like, absolutely not. But they put him in the top and they're just like, sure, go ahead. We like 
when you when you try to do you know what you think is fashion on a another level or another plane another playing field another universe another stratosphere i don't know you take to the feathers and it's just like what what are you doing yeah no it's 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 ludicrous it is the worst yeah and (laughs) and so also like remind me um isn't it like next week like in the sequence isn't next week when renee Mm. decides to do his pants yep so these were the pants these were like the most recent pants my gosh memory and then like next week she goes like help me do those pants you do (laughs) like (laughs) i didn't even think of that oh my god that makes me feel even worse about renee oh my god seriously everyone looked at these renee looked at these pants And then was like, I need to whip out some pants fast. Like, Just like I better, that. I better talk to Venny about how how he gets those results. She's like, oh, I love that drape. Oh, I love that fit. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, oh, I mean, all right. That makes, <laughs> that makes you feel – I'm so disheartened by that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, there's so much wrong with this. And Oh, my God. All right. So moving on. Yes. Because we have to. Yeah, we have Bishmi with the Queen of Hearts, and mm-hmm. you know he's lucky he has this model who's just amazing yeah. and was a perfect walker for this outfit. Um, but he had immunity here, yeah. So yeah. he knows that he he's hurt by. Um, although I don't I don't think he really had a problem because you have Sonia, you have Vinny. There's some really I bad mean, outfits out there. There's there's some possibilities there, but really, yeah, that um that uh that bodice fit you know yeah. what was he thinking with that and Yeah. And the hips were yeah. I mean, just kind of very questionable it was very um i don't know there's just it was just kind of like they were kind of maybe inflated it almost looked like she was this magnificent um being and you kind of like like stuck a pin in her and just deflated her all the way Mm -hmm. around there's all something quite not right about the drape on everything yeah um didn't look expensive even though the fabric was obviously expensive he likes to shine likes a little mm-hmm. shine a little sparkle to some fabric and um but compared to the illustration like this was just was not 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 great but also uh, to me i think he would have he would yeah. have by my suggestion is a little less time playing patty cake with tessa yes and a I little agree, more agree. time thinking about like fit and design yes please do and a little less time spent on the on ruffles mm-hmm. you know like if you ever want to do ruffles or a lot of just just weird stuff like that just you know just just think about mm-hmm. fit construction you sew some princess seams you can do that yes yeah okay so that's the end of our runway mm-hmm. and um we do have our our safeties and mm-hmm. we had Leela was safe, Bishmi, Renee, mm-hmm. Sonia, and Sebastian. Yeah. They're all safe. Yeah, that was miraculous to me oh, that yeah. Sonia was safe. Absolutely. But, yeah. 
How did that happen? So I no idea. Our top scoring designers are Tessa, Hester, mm. and Garo. Mm-hmm. And then our low scoring designers are Rakan, Vinny, and Jamal. Mm-hmm. So we have our time with the judges. Um, so we, you know, I'll, we'll, let's go through them, you know, just one by one really quickly. Mm-hmm. And we first have Rakan. Um, again, Rakan, I would say, I'm just going to fast forward to what he says in the back. So once they go back and blah, 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 and they're talking to everyone, it's like, oh my gosh, what did the judges say? What happened? And Rakan mm-hmm. thinks that the the bottom scoring designers are the most talented designers and should have been on the top. Um, Rakan's up there. And as Elaine is tel- telling him very real things about his outfit, she's like, yeah, right. you're using the way you're using this Lycra um, or this, you know, what was spandex. It looks like it's choking her on the top. Mm-hmm. And it's, it looks, and Nina calls out, it looks like duct tape. And yeah. um, he just looks like, kind of taken aback by all of the feedback that he's mm-hmm. getting. Anything that's negative, he's like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's upset that Brandon called his Lycra cranberry and not Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it, yeah, it was it was kind of brutal, but very true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, it's, it it, it is, it is really bad. It is really bad. It's just bad. bad. It's obviously the one that needs to go. Yeah. From the very beginning. It's it's obvious. Yeah. Um we we do have our uh, time with Garo to explain his fashion editrix. Mhm. Um which evoked a lot of pearl clutching from Nina. <laughs> right. Who also is wearing the same colors, however. Oh, yes. If you look at her outfit, she yeah. is wearing like the same colors mm-hmm. as and you know, it is one of these things where it's like, it's okay to, it's okay to own your power. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like when everybody in the room is telling you that they want to see you as like a dominant woman. Yeah. It's okay to like own that. Right. I mean, like to, you know, to Heidi's credit. Heidi would like, you know, like ask to see the whip and then mm-hmm. make every one of the other judges like <laughs> kneel, <laughs> you know, as like she a totally joke. would, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and I don't, you know, I don't have no idea what Nina's upbringing is or whatever like that, but mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, you can. It's like okay, it's okay to to like have fun with that role for a bit. Exactly. She's the most dominant person on that panel. She's yeah. a fashion editor. Fashion. She's an editor in chief of Elle magazine. Come on. You're at the top of your game. And in a way it's, it's, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's really interesting. How, like when Nina chooses to be demure and especially with this, like she eventually does take the whip and she's like, but she's like, Oh, Oh, I don't, I'm not a dominatrix. It's like, Oh, right. but in this sense you are. You know, right. let Garl yeah. tell the story, and this is you. That's you, yeah. <laughs> Um We also have Tessa, who gets to demo her her outfit for the judges. Mm-hmm. And um, I I wrote in my notes that Nina has to love all of this. Just just kind of just the sleekness of it. It's a very 
well put together look very powerful Mm -hmm. um and but as a you know maybe in a contrast to girl like something she's a little bit more comfortable with um but also because of the minimalism i think tessa is hitting it out of the park for nina specifically because she just loves a very um streamlined idea yeah (laughs) this is very streamlined yeah yeah it's it it is really is one of those things where like the clothes are telling a story that's Mm -hmm. very clear and and very easy to kind of you know figure out yeah what's going there and and as you know as as twitchy as tessa makes me this is really uh a a very strong look from her oh yeah yeah i think out of everything she's made this was my absolute favorite Mm -hmm. i really did want her to win Mm because i was like even and also i'm a sucker for craft so the fact that she embroidered that bag i was like i love it (laughs) she used yeah she programmed a little machine and then she made flour that's great exactly (laughs) um and then and then we have our pal. Yay. We have the uh, Jamal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they ask her, so Jamal, what happened to her shirt? Did you think of putting her in a bra? Did you think of building her yeah. some support in that jacket? This is not what we asked you to do. It's yeah. so cliche. Um, yeah. Poor Jamal. Um, yeah. But maybe not poor Jamal in the sense that like, oh, they're, they're mean to him. But just you needed to hear this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's great that, um, that our guest judge is like, look, this is, you know, we see this all the time when guys try to show a strong woman, the first thing they do is they put her in a suit, right? They just put right. a man outfit on the woman. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and she really like spells it out for him, you know? Right. And what I think is so interesting about Jamal, and and I'm just going to fast forward again to when they go back, when the judges are pawing all over their outfits, Mm -hmm. that Jamal is really taken aback by those comments because he's like, well, you know, I just don't want them to think that, like, I know nothing about, like, feminist theory, that I haven't, like, read Audre Lorde or Gertrude Stein. I'm like, I know so much about, like, feminism, blah, blah. Like, but, but also you made this. Yeah. Well, and also it's like all of that. So this is why and and, you know, it is we are in final board season. So I am talking to a lot of a lot of students. But but this is the thing where I say, like, you know, this is why time management is important, Mm -hmm. because you may think that the ideas are the things that are like paramount in the work. Mm-hmm. But if you can't manage your time effectively to accomplish what you're setting out to do, then you're not providing the proper scaffolding for people to even be able to see what those ideas are. Yeah. So yeah. they're not going to automatically assume that you know what, you, what you're doing. In fact, they'll assume the opposite. So like learning how to actually execute something within a time frame and to be able to finish up on a plan is an important skill ideologically mm-hmm. because it means that your ideas are not presented in a half-assed fashion. In the words of the savior of the world, I'm just going to say amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. Totally agree. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else to add to that because I think that's like a that's exactly the issue with Jamal. Yeah. All right. Because next we do have the savior of the world. Oh my. <laughs> Finny. <laughs> um, you, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I said enough and, but the, the judges obviously are just, you know, very, I think very confused by this because Vinny has shown them such great clothes in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, it's very clear that Nina is very disappointed and what he's pulled out. And as you were saying before on this model where he, he showed his skills and showed really, really beautiful and um, contemporary and amazing clothes on this, and on the same model. But yeah. here we have this just, just weirdness going on. And also mm-hmm. the, the clothes that are just not well-made as you know, Brandon points out, like your, yeah. your darts are in the wrong place. And, um, the fabric is not a is not a good choice. The fabrication is very questionable. Your taste here is very questionable, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's not good fashion. Yeah, nope. So, all right, and then on to Hester. On to Hester. So I didn't write a, a, down a lot of notes. I don't know why I missed this one here. I think mostly because I know they really really love this piece. Yes. But in the paw paw section, mm-hmm. Elaine Welteroth is the only person who I remember was not into it because she's mm-hmm. like, it's too tacky. It's a little too costumey. I get mm-hmm. that you guys all like it, but just have to say that for her, it went, it went way too onto that, like that tacky kitschy side. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had a kitsch fight between Elaine and Nina on this one here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's mostly all I remember. But they really loved her story. And I think with the fun of it, and also I think because Hester has been very consistently playful, that there are certain things that the judges will let her get away with mm-hmm. um, in her designs. But yeah, did, did you have anything to say about Hester? Um, no, not necessarily. I think we've sort of gone over it. I, yeah. I do think that this is not one of her strongest looks but i think that she managed to pull it together with her strengths of accessorizing and 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 you know using color yeah yeah so um so yeah i'm i'm kind of i kind of agree with that that i just don't think it's um so particularly special mm mm-hmm. mhm and I, and also I will just say like from the point of view of like um, character design in a video game, when you just have these splashes of color against black, then you kind of have a character that is going to very quickly disappear depending on what sort of a background you put it in front of. Yeah, I was just thinking about how difficult it is to photograph that outfit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of these outfits that have like a high, like a lot of high contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very, really, really tough to photograph and get that detail, especially if it's on black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, all right. So we have our like little paw fest and mm-hmm. we bring the designers back out and we have our, sh- our safe people and Jamal is safe. Mm-hmm. which was very surprising to me. 
kind of was to me too. I really thought this was like the moment where he was going to go home. I thought but... it was, yeah, I thought it was going to be between Jamal and Rakan. I thought Vinny, even though it was hilariously awful, mm-hmm. that it, but compared to Rakan and, and, and Jamal, it at least seemed to be constructed a little bit better. Um, but no, the bottom two designers are Vinny and Rakan. Mm-hmm. But, but first we have the winner and Nalen, do you want to ask me who the winner is? Who is the winner? It's Hester. There you go. And Hester better watch herself because Tessa might come to her room in the middle of the night. <laughs> I was so sure <laughs> Tessa was going to win. <laughs> Tessa is going to be dressed up as a Miller daughter and she's going to drop that bag of flour in her head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Hester is the winner. Um, yeah, it's a double which win. Which I feel was like a little unearned. I, I do agree. I This is the one time where I was like, no, I, I really feel like Tessa was robbed here. Yeah. 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 I really love this look. Um, also would wear it in real life. I, I want that mm-hmm. outfit. I, you know, just saying. Stating it for the as obvious. Yep. All right. So we have our bottom two. Vinny mm-hmm. and Rakan. So, Nalen, who goes home? It is time for us to say goodbye to Rakan. Oh, Rakan leaves mm-hmm. with a ginormous smile on his face. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. It, it was time for Rakan to go. It, it yeah. was just kind of the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Um, uh, of in very ancient Syrian scripts, mm-hmm. you know, just time to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's he's like super sweet, but also was so sort of off. Like there were so many issues, so mm-hmm. many times mm-hmm. that it was really it was really time. Yeah. I mean, at this at this time, the challenges are going to get a little bit more complicated. There's going to be a lot more drama, and I think Rakan just his sense of what was happening and what he needed to do in order to make mm-hmm. things happen. It was clear. Just there was also that, um, yeah, that, that was not there going on. So, all right. Well, oh my goodness. So we have lost Rakan and just to update on where we are with, um, with her brackets. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, some of us have taken some hits, some more than others, but, uh, Nayland, your bracket is still very intact. How wild is that? Oh my I'm goodness! Usually, the I mean, the, you know, faithful listeners will know I'm usually terrible at this. Oh yes. So, <laughs> oh oh, thank you, Ernest. <laughs> I'm just saying for, for for that little. Oh yeah, you're the worst. I'm, I'm just saying because. <laughs> I mean, it's just so interesting the way this is working out. But but also we're off of All Stars, and I think you took some early hits from All Stars, and yes. um, it was very kind of telling from the very beginning. And I have to say, I came off of my my best go at choosing a bracket, and mm-hmm. I'm in my worst go at the moment. I just have judged it so wrong, and so I think. It's just it's really wonderful that your your bracket is holding up and and so wait, yeah. So who do you so where's your bracket at at this point? Oh my gosh, do you, I've lost two. I only have one person remaining. So it's just Hester. At just this point? Hester. 
Hester is my last go at at the prize at the end. Like I, I mean, I'm, hold, I'm hanging a, all my bragging rights on her. That's a that's a strong lock. I mean, as as you know, I will call it now that that's final four. They're definitely. Oh, I hope not so. Going to let Hester go before final four. So okay, yeah, you're definitely in there. I would love for that to be true because if if not, then it's that'd be a huge upset for whoever goes on. But you have Sebastian, you have Vinny, and you have Garo. And I think you have two favorites. So it's just kind of clear that Garo is up there. Sebastian just has to hold on. Mm-hmm. I think he has he's in good graces, but I feel like yeah. Garo, oh my gosh, like I, I, I see Garo as a final four as well. I think, I think easily. I, I think Garo might be able to pull. It depends. It like if we get to those later things and they're just like, okay, you've shown us what you can do. You can't send another corset or waist cincher <laughs> down the runway. You can't like mm-hmm. like if they really. You know that we'll have like some kind of haute couture mm-hmm. thing, and that will that could easily trip. Garo up. You never know. <laughs> I I I think it bodes well for you that they're not tired of his corsets yet. I because I, we're in this is episode six, and I think he's done one. He's done quite a few at this time, and still doing it, and they're still not tired of it. There's I don't know. I feel like he could yeah, do long, a couture looking corset. There's like what is that? There's like another six episodes to go right yeah. before we get to final four. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, Malin. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Any last words? Well, I will say one thing. I mean, since it doesn't look like I'll be able to chime in on um, on uh, the uh, Elton John, mm-hmm. um, I did well should i say anything i guess I, I i i guess i would just say that um that that looking ahead to elton john and thinking about garo mm-hmm. um i was really um it it was interesting to me that only elaine called out um parliament funkadelic because that's I what know. That, that was Garo, like that was like still like like she was like Bootsy Collins, but that that really was like a star child, like you know vintage seventies. Yes. No, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I I and and I I loved it for that, but I was like, really, nobody else is gonna like get this reference, but. Yeah. I mean, because even talking about and we will talk about this listeners on the Elton John episode, but just the 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 time or even thinking of about outside of Elton John, the types of performances that were happening on stage and and how, you know, it wasn't just Elton John wearing those crazy outfits. Um, think of just like, yeah, just funk groups, you know, even. LaBelle. Oh, my God. I mean, Pie LaBelle, but, Earth, Wind, yeah. Fire, um, uh, George Clinton. Like there it was it was just this. Yeah. extravagant show of crazy outfits that um that is interesting that it's that yeah. that people are just referencing um elton john for this which is fine but in terms of fashion um you know it has to be acknowledged that this that, was a, during an era yeah. it's not just yeah, him it was an era funk stuff is like look at bride look at the like 
cover of Brides of Dr. Funkenstein if you want to see some stuff. And there's there's actually like an amazing um, on YouTube. There's an, a great uh, parliament, like a full show, mm-hmm. I think from 75 mm-hmm. of, of parliament, like like right in the like prime of like Mothership Connection time and that is an amazing mm-hmm. looking show that's well worth your while oh my goodness yeah i heard one other like really interesting thing which is that um that speaking about labelle um that during like the met gala mm-hmm. like as that was sort of like as as images were sort of showing up on screen um evidently there was a tweet from nona hendrix that was like well if we're going to be doing this and then she just started like <laughs> uploading pictures of like all of her outfits from yeah. the bell <laughs> like just like picture after picture of them like looking unbelievable i know yeah yeah i mean it's just it's such I thought it was such good timing for that episode with the Met Gala and with like this conversation going on around what, you know, just a lot of just showmanship and different categories or genres of what that means in different contexts or whatever. But, um, but I'll also have to say that I'm just so happy that it reminded me, I've been listening to Elton John nonstop since this episode came on, grew up listening to a lot of Elton John. My dad was, is, is still a giant Elton John fan, but also a fan of that genre or that era of music period. You know, all of it was just amazing. So, oh man, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really excited about that episode. And, and I have to say, I got immediately crushed out on um, Julian da- Davey. Is that right? The, oh, oh, I the designer. Because <laughs> when he walked out, I was like, oh, Nealon's type with the, <laughs> with the beer. I was just like, hmm, 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 hmm. Where's Wondering. the wrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, well, I'll I'll pay attention to this episode. I I did think of you. I want the hat he was wearing. Yep, yep. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, mm." yeah. Um, Yes. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We will have to talk about this on podcast. (laughs) 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 We will share. Oh man. Um but yes, so a preview for the next episode. Oh my gosh. Such such a fun challenge. Um Yeah, but any other last words, Nealons? Nope. <laughs> um uh think that's it. Yay. Uh well I have to I have to ask you to share anything and to if there's anything also that you would like to plug with the viewers I mean with the listeners. Um I have some work in a show that's up right now called um, Art After Stonewall. Um, it is uh, it's it's at um, the Gray Art Gallery and the Leslie Lohman Museum here in New York. Um, looking at thirty years of of work um, uh, from a whole range of artists um, in celebration of the fiftieth anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I, there, there was one other thing that I was going to mention, but now I can't remember it. Hmm. Is it something upcoming or something going on now? Um, I, I thought it was something that was going on now, but I, but it's sort of slipping my mind. So, um, I will be updating my website so you can go take a look there at, um, uh, 
NaylandBlake.net. Um, look for me on uh, Twitter and uh, as uh, under uh, Nayland Blake and Instagram under Nayland W. Blake. And Hernez, what do you have going on? <laughs> so I am actually in a show that's ongoing right now. Mm-hmm. at Spaceworks in Gowanus and um, so that's where I've been a resident and this is our our culminating sh- culminating show so it's a it's a two um, artist show and I'm showing showing with my fellow resident Malik Aziz and it's entitled Mark of the Question and it's up until the 24th of May and um, it's by appointment because um, you have to be let in it's kind of mm-hmm. locked up but um, yeah so I'm showing brand new works there and uh <laughs> If anyone has any questions, please let me know. Um, I'm very, very proud of this work, even though I'm very, at the same time, very unsure about it. So, um, and also, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Erinez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, or on my website, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the only one online. And um, you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. And those links are also in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And um, I also don't still have. Don't forget to leave. Uh, oh my gosh! Don't yes. forget to leave five star reviews. Please leave a review. And, it helps people find the show. And share it with your friends. And if you hear someone just in passing who says anything about Project Runway, tell them about this podcast. And if they're into <laughs> deep dives, let them join the family. Um, I just really have enjoyed hearing feedback from all of you guys, and we have wonderful listeners from all over the world um it's just really really wonderful to yeah. um hear your opinions especially when you disagree I love it when people are disagreeing with us we have some um uh some uh people who were you know we chimed in about the met gala and mm-hmm. um also uh just about like random things so feel free to just leave your comments and we just really love hearing those and then shout out to my um, my co-host Amelia who is still working her wonderful talented butt off in Memphis and mm-hmm. her information is also in the show notes and shout out to her online store textileshop.com and uh, I think that's that's about all um, yeah. yeah thank you guys for listening with us um, remember to join us again very soon I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up to record with Patricia about um, uh, this latest episode, all, all dedicated to Elton John, and that will be up soon. Yay! And then again, thank you, Nayland. Thank you so much. Sure. It's really lovely and so much fun. I'm I'm glad we were able to make up our homework. Yay! We're Yay. good students. All right. <laughs> Have a great time. All right. Thank you so much. And then we'll say good night until next week, everyone. Night. Good night. <laughs>